0: Hi, my people. This is JT, obviously, and you're listening to Figuring Out Wokeness. A couple episodes, I talked about this whole concept of today, me, tomorrow, you. I think I talked about it in the context of the George Floyd murder, that there has to be a realization in America that discrimination and cruelty to African-Americans eventually bleeds over into not only poor whites but it's coming and creeping up on middle class whites as well the only people i believe that are 100 immune to this bullshit that that african americans and people of color have been dealing with since what the inception of the country the only real remedy is to see that what happens to me affects you too and I saw this episode, I, don't, I rarely watch primetime TV, like, you know, network TV especially. But there was a series about inequality on ABC. And all the networks seem to be doing this after the Floyd killing. They're doing these, like, segments of like, hey, look, this is the problem, just in case you didn't catch it. <laughs> Which, you know, that's, that's a whole nother episode. The real reality, though, is that there is a disconnect between the discrimination that happens to African-Americans and the fragility of white privilege. That shit is not shored up. White privilege very quickly can become just class privilege. Right now, we're in a moment in history in America where it's both. But I don't even believe that it's going to stay that way. And let me tell you what I mean. On Primetime ABC, they were doing this um, this series called Turning Point. I wish it was a turning point, but turning point was the name. And so they were featuring this couple who had faced discrimination in real estate. And so it was an interracial couple, um, African-American wife, uh, Caucasian uh, husband, and a biracial child. And they were refinancing their house in Florida. The house looked beautiful. And I'm going to even assume from the first appraisal that they got, considering that it was $330 in Florida, where real estate is a little bit cheaper, um, I'd assume that the neighborhood was nice. Okay? And so the couple had an appraiser come in. And the wife said that she kind of felt a little funny about the appraiser even before she got the appraisal. So she wasn't exactly 100% surprised when she got an appraiser, appraisal that was so low that the bank didn't really understand like where that number came from. And so she had this idea and she documented it, which I can understand was prob- which, which was pretty brave, and I'm assuming extra painful. And what she did is she actually like took down all the references to her blackness without throughout her home. So she took down pictures. She took down, um, toys from the kids that were multicultural or the, I'm sorry, her son who was multicultural. Like she took down any reference to blackness in the home, left just her husband's white family's pictures up. And she had another appraisal uh, of the home with another, with a different appraiser. And it came up 140,000 more to probably close to where it should've been in the first place. And so she said that, you know, I felt my heart went out to her during her interview because she said like, you know, for a minute I forgot that I was black in America and that you have to kind of maneuver things because discrimination absolutely still exists and (laughs) happens on a daily and it happens deliberately, especially when the stakes are high. And you know, The thing about it is, the whole situation brought up to me, times that I've gone into neighborhoods, and if the ratio is more on the white side, or it's a more Caucasian area, there is this sense of like, what are you doing here? (laughs) Like you do see, I've, I've introduced myself to neighbors who have looked like indifferent at best. Um... And this is not in the South, like Florida. This is in California. And so her experience, I can't say, is a new thing. And it kind of also irks me that ABC presents it like, oh my gosh, like, look at this problem over here, like, like that hasn't existed since at least the 50s and 60s. We know about redlining. I think that the, the, well, at least African-Americans are settled on that history. And I hope. America is too. We know about redlining. We know that there's white flight that makes Caucasians leave areas when they become too ethnically diverse at times. We also know about gentrification. And yet, this story was presented like, wow, can you believe this happens in 2020? Absolutely it happens in 2020. And you know why? Because... There is a a true reality that Caucasians know that this happens. That's why there is white flight. I've had Caucasian friends tell me about their other friends telling them that the neighborhood is changing. And it's not changing even with class. Or that it's changing with how close the neighbors are or how people behave in the neighborhood. No, 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 it's never that benign. It's the neighborhood is becoming too diverse or it basically is too black or too many Mexicans. I've heard, they know this is a conversation among themselves. And yet for some reason, there is also still the hope that they can go move into an all white neighborhood and they will have that protection and privilege and that it's not as fragile as it is. And again, that brings me back to today, me, tomorrow, The reality is, while there's white flight and gentrification, all these very concrete examples of how racism plays in real estate, we know that schools are better in white neighborhoods, infrastructure is better. And those people who question it, I always bring up to them the fact that, wait a minute, Flint would not have happened in a white neighborhood that was middle class. It would not have. It easily happened because it was a black neighborhood, mostly minority neighborhood, I should say. few white examples, but definitely a place of working class people. And look, again, if you're in a middle class neighborhood or even an affluent white neighborhood, and you think, well, that will never happen in my neighborhood that, you know, like, it, you know, my na- my property values will stay. That's a great fantasy to have. But you know what? You still live with the uncertainty that if I move in, your property values will go lower, just like what happened to that young lady. If that young lady had taken the first appraisal, then the neighborhood's property values would have also dropped if she had taken the appraisal and not gotten the second one. And so for your house value as a white person to be so fragile, for my presence and for your not your natural instinct not to be like, oh, we can't have a system like that. We gotta put some regulation in or we gotta do something. You know, again, you're gonna keep having my child is gonna keep facing these kind of issues if that that mindset doesn't change. And it has to change eventually because you see there are middle-class white families not feeling the protection in healthcare, in housing, in in jobs. They're not feeling that kind of protection. So, but yet they're disconnecting the fact that the discrimination that I face bleeds over to you unless you are affluent white. And that affluent white, that group is getting smaller and smaller. So I suggest that we fix the problem. Not only for like the morality of it. And that's also what I find so annoying with the piece that they did because they talked very much in platitudes of how to solve it like people should just see each other as humans and that's great and I I, I'm on that tip but how about some concrete regulation how about some concrete rules how about the fact that a neighborhood's appraisal can't be like how about a different system for appraising how something because this is a problem that affects you and me I'm just saying I'm just saying. Let me know what you think. Is there a solution you've heard of? I mean, obviously that special offered zip zero zilch in terms of that. Is there an idea of how we should be doing this so that the housing system is less discriminatory? And honestly, are you just feeling like I am? Which is like the whole shit is rigged and, you know, I probably would be better off just to exit myself. And go live somewhere else. Let me know. Whatever option you see applying to you. Until then guys. You know. Keep your eyes open. Keep your ears to the ground. And try to be good to somebody.